Hi, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren, a child-free stepmom of one, hoping for an hour's baby soon. And I'm Tony, a bio mom of two and a stepmom of two. We are two stepmoms who, although we live at opposite ends of the world, quickly bonded over how we all deal with the same Karen as we navigate our lives raising his kids. Alrighty, so I was meant to record this episode with Sassy Stepmom, but life got in the way and she's not feeling 100%. So I have Lauren with me, which you all know Lauren. And just keeping with the theme of the episode that I was going to record with Sassy Stepmom is we're just going to answer your general life questions about blended family and stepmom life. Okay, so we'll just get right into listener questions because we don't really have a top of the episode today. Um, So our first one is how can a stepmom navigate and communicate with a high conflict bio mom? So I, this one came through on our thread post and I basically told her originally, don't, don't even bother. Yeah. If you don't need to. She has another question further down, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, I can't remember exactly which one was hers when I was copying and pasting them and transferring them. But basically, there is no reason that a stepmom has to communicate with the bio mom. By all means, if you want to, you want to make it work and both parties want to make it work, then, you know, there's proof out there that it can be beneficial. And sometimes it can work, but sometimes it can't. Especially if she's high conflict, chances are it's not going to, at least not for a while. Um, I had no contact with high conflict by a mom until like, I don't know, eight months ago when she, mm-hmm. it, it was her idea, but that was because she got a boyfriend and it was the whole thing. So, um, but otherwise yeah. we had not communicated really at all. Mm-hmm. How did, I forgot to ask when we did your like update on life and introducing baby, but did she ever get her way with the conversation that she so wanted desperately to have about how you having a baby was impacting T's life? No. So um, my husband basically sent a text and was like, we'll handle how they're going to meet. Like, this is our house, our family, we'll figure it out. She never responded to that. And she never brought up having a meeting ever again. So I guess we got out of that fairly easily. (laughs) Yeah, because that she was becoming kind of weird and obsessive. Like, as a bio mom, I never once asked Big K's dad, like, oh, how are you going to introduce the baby? Blah, 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 blah. All I said was, if you have the baby when he's with me, let me know because I can bring him up to the hospital. Right. Which is fair, but she never offered that. She just wanted control over how they were introduced to each other. But obviously we weren't going to let her have that. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. That's mental. Like, And and I know that Big K's father wouldn't have wanted and his stepmom wouldn't have wanted me to go to the hospital, but it was still like I, I could take him to someone to take him to the hospital. That was more what I was offering. Like, But you wouldn't even have to go in the room. Like you could just wait in the lobby and then like his dad could come out and get him from you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and these are all things that I'd thought of and offered and they had, they had the baby when they had big case. So it was no big deal. And it was the same thing for us. Luckily we had all the kids when we had Miss Case, so we didn't have to navigate that. Um, right, that works out. So, but yeah, you don't need to communicate with bio mom. I'm curious yeah. why she wants to, like if she wants to or if she feels like she has to. Okay, hang on, let me, okay, here it is. So she did respond because I said, feel free to reach out, we'll give you more 
insight and she said, hello, thank you for responding to me. I would love some insight if possible. I've been with my partner for almost five years. He has an eight-year-old daughter. We don't live together, but I've known his daughter and family for about four years now. His daughter and I have a good connection. My mum seems to be the most difficult part of everything. She doesn't like me. We have met in person very briefly upon her request. I attend some of stepdaughter's events like softball. Bio mum isn't thrilled I'm there. She had asked my partner why there is a need for me to be in attendance. He has told her that I'm his girlfriend and I'm more than welcome to attend and support stepdaughter. When we attend events, I don't greet bio mum, nor does she acknowledge me. I don't sit with her. She told my partner I don't show her respect and I make her uncomfortable. So I'm not invited to stepdaughter's birthday party I've never attended. She was also upset that her mum came to hug and say hi to me. So this oh. is bio mum's mum said hi to stepmom. So now I want to address this matter with bio mum, arrange a convo with her to learn what is going on. I don't know if she will accept, but I'm tired of her always venting to my partner about her uncomfortableness with me. I'm not having a convo to argue, but to figure out what's happening. Okay. So I wonder if that same person commented on mine because I had one that said bio mom is venting to partner about her feelings towards me. I want to reach out to her. Is that appropriate? So that might be the same person. Could be. They all go part and parcel even if they're not. Yeah. If it were me, I wouldn't reach out. I think I would just let her hate me and try not to let it affect me. So I I messaged back after she messaged our account and I explained the scenario that happened with me a year ago when I had to shut down my Blended Chaos page when I had a crazy ex-friend message uh, Karen and say that I was neglecting the boys and feeding them dog food and I forgot about all, that comment. All the other crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, and I told her how I ambushed Karen at Big J's 12th birthday party, but I didn't do it in front of the kids. Mm-hmm. That's so important. the kids were off playing. We did it at Bounce. Do you guys have Bounce in the States? It's like um, Sky Zone. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, the bounce so house a, thing? Yeah. And so one yeah. of those places. So the kids were off playing and I just went up to her and I was like, hey, can we have a chat? And she kind of just looked at me and went, yeah. And that's when we had what my husband calls the come to Jesus meeting. So I kind of forced her into it. Otherwise we would have been living in this like awkward tension like the tension would have just kept building, I guess. And that's right. when I told her that I had no interest in stealing her children. I have my own children and I just want to love and care for them. And I just want what's best for them and all the rest. And told her about the crazy person who was making up lies and whatever. So I did say, you know, if she felt it necessary, she could have her partner reach out and say to bio mum, look, so-and-so wants to arrange a meeting. Are you willing to do so? That would be a really good uh, a really good thing for him to do considering she's venting to him about her feelings Correct. towards his girlfriend. And, you know, one thing I didn't say was that, and I've just thought about it now when you've said this, is he could say, you know, if you continue to have a problem, like I don't want to hear it. So yeah. if you continue to have a problem, I think you need to sort it out between the two of you. So, but I also said at the end of the day, if she wants to meet up with you, then she will. If she doesn't, then she won't. And it will just continue. Yeah. And there, if she doesn't, there's really nothing else he can do. But I do think her husband or boyfriend should put an end to the venting thing. It's like, if you don't like her, that's mm-hmm. fine. She's willing to work it out with you. If you're not, then go complain to somebody else. Absolutely. Like I, I had to put a stop to having Big K's dad vent to me about his 
marital problems. I can't believe he did. And that makes sense to me why she hates you. I would hate someone yeah. too, I think. Yeah. Well, that's so inappropriate. We had, we had a little bit of an issue today where I had to message him and tell him like things that Big K had said that she'd said and that she'd told him to pass a message on to me. And it's like, she's a cute, she's telling Big K that I'm using him to pass on messages. She's told him to tell me to not make him pass messages between parents, which was not the case at all. Not to mention that is passing messages through him. Yeah. So I had to send a message and go, you know, it's a bit contradictory. So next time, can you and I have a conversation rather than having commentary by stepmom to Big K? Right. Not to mention they have you blocked. So how are you even supposed to have a conversation with them anyway? We Well, we have the parenting app. And when oh, Big okay, K yeah. got injured at school last week, I think my phone number has been unblocked for a little while, but I don't call unless it's an emergency. But we do have the parent app right, but okay. they don't like he doesn't respond right we, we have in our written agreement that all messages will be acknowledged so even if he doesn't want to give an answer he'll he'll just acknowledge going like the most recent message big k was there on the weekend how is big k doing no answer like That's our so kids nice. our kids injured and his arms in a sling and i'm asking him yeah. how he's doing right you know and I was trying to segue to another conversation of, you know, Big K's messaging me, telling me that he's in pain and you haven't given him any pain relief. But I didn't want to message him and go, hey, you need to give Big K pain relief. Right. He's messaging me, telling me. I was kind of segueing to, you know, how is he waiting for a response to be able to go, you know, don't forget to keep up on his pain medication. He's meant to be having it every four to six hours. Right. But there was no response. So even if I messaged about the issue Right. Funny, shoe, because the issue is about shoes. It would have been ignored. Right, definitely. And I've spoken so much, I might as well say what it was. Um, I was helping, because Big K can't tie his own shoelaces because he's only got one arm at the moment. I was helping him tie his shoelaces on Friday and he's like, mum, my shoes hurt my feet. I was like, oh, why? And he goes, oh, my toes are touching the top. So I gave it a bit of a feel and I'm like, yeah, they're at the top. And I said, well, I can't take you shopping now. And said, so um, why don't you just talk to your dad and see if he can do it while you're there this weekend? Big K came home today and told me that his dad and stepmom wouldn't buy him shoes because I told him to tell them to buy him shoes. Oh, my God. It could have. And Big K told me that he they were at the shops and that's when he remembered that he needed new school shoes. And he's like, oh, dad, I need new school shoes. And so it's like become this whole big thing. Realistically, his dad could have solved the problem by messaging me going, hey, I'm at the shops. Big K said that he needs new school shoes. And I would have responded, hey, yeah, on Friday, he said that they were too, like his shoes were too small for his feet. If you could grab them, thanks. Right. Like it didn't need to be this big cycle and have people bad mouthing me to my son. Right. To have him come home and tell me about it because he tells me everything. Yeah, and it's all, right. And it's all because when they asked him, instead of asking him, why do you need new shoes? They said, did mum say that? And he went, yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a lie. I guess he did, but it wasn't like that. <laughs> but, it, but it wasn't tell dad to get you new shoes. It was like, oh, just talk to dad. Right. So, so it's become like a whole big nothing. And it sounds like I'm complaining about it, but I'm like, at the same time, don't tell my kid that I'm doing something that I'm not and then you go do the same thing yeah seriously so, anyway this is why some bio moms and stepmoms should not communicate but maybe they should communicate because maybe there'd be no miscommunication if they were communicating right 
Also, though, one last thing before we move on to the next one. Sometimes being the person that the bio mom communicates with is really stressful if she's high conflict. So keep that in mind before you reach out. If you want to be like a point of contact, Mm -hmm. it's not it's not always fun. It's not. And even when I've had Karen message me, like it's spontaneous when she messages me and it's generally because the kids need something and like my heart jumps out of my chest every time her name pops up on my phone because I'm like, oh my God, what is it? Yeah, like, because she's caused so much conflict that it's like, uh, like every time I see your name, it's like, oh, what is it this time? Exactly. Exactly. It's so, like, yeah, it's anxiety that you don't need if it's not going to have any benefit, in my opinion. Exactly. So, all right. So the next one we have is my stepson 11 has a problem with lying. He lies to get out of the very clear consequences we've set around the family rules. His lying has really impacted my ability to bond with him. I met him when he was eight. My hubs thinks this is normal, but having worked with kids in my career, it doesn't seem so. Advice. It doesn't seem normal. I don't think, at least not like constant lying. I guess it depends how often the lying's happening, but I think there's something to be said between the difference between raising kids in a nuclear family and raising kids in a blended family because they will try and play the families off against one another. Right. And also whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, like look at how Big K didn't explain himself properly and it's caused a drama. Right. True. And I had the and I had the same thing happen when he was staying with his grandma, remember? He right. didn't explain himself properly and it caused a drama. So whether he's lying with intent, that that's a serious red flag. It seems like he is though, because she says he's lying to get out of consequences. Mm-hmm. So, which, I mean, I do think that's normal on some level. Like, if a kid gets in trouble, they're going to try to not be in trouble. But I feel like if it's constant and or malicious, then that's probably a problem. But I don't have any advice for that. (laughs) It's also a big red flag for neurodivergent. So, that's one of the questions on the Connors quiz that you get, that you fill out for your kids when you're assessing them for... ADHD, ASD, or all the flagging systems. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them is if they lie and if they're lying to get out of consequences and things like that, because that's where the manipulation comes in. And I know for a fact, Lil J scored really high on his and he's been diagnosed with combo ADHD and ODD. Oh, okay. um, And ODD... ODD can turn into a full-blown conduct disorder if it goes untreated. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Mm, So, but definitely if the lies are becoming a problem, I'd be addressing it with my partner and telling him to get the child help, but that's me and that's without knowing more context. Right. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say therapy, but um, now that you've said that, definitely some sort of like doctor, I don't know Mm -hmm. what kind, but some sort of doctor would be good. But even therapy, a psychologist... A psychologist diagnosed all this with little J. So sending him to therapy to work through his issues to find out why he's lying. Is he lying because he enjoys it? Is he lying because he's malicious? Is he lying because he likes the attention? Yeah. Yeah. That, it's huge to figure out why. I remember, um, so I lied a lot as a kid because my parents were super strict. I don't know if I was lying at 11, but when I got into high school, it was like, if I wanted to do anything, I had to lie about it. So That's um, lying out of fear. 
yeah. by the sounds of this, I don't know if it's lying out of fear. I don't know. Just the way she says he lies to get out of consequences. So I don't know. Mm. But I think you're right. Getting to the bottom of why he's lying is probably your next step. Mm. And honestly, the only other advice I'd give is probably implement some sort of nacho method. Oh, yeah. Like it's causing you stress. Definitely nacho to some capacity. That's what I had to do with little Jay when all this crap was happening. And I know everyone goes, the nacho method's not for me. It's like, well, I didn't think it was for me either. But nachoing doesn't mean that you don't care. And I think that's right. one thing we all learn from Laurie. So, yeah. Also, Get- what I've learned from Laurie is that you don't have to like act like you don't even know who they are if you're nachoing. Like, you can only right. like nacho a little bit, like, nacho certain things like you if you're not the one who deals with the consequences like just mm-hmm. nacho that so like you don't have Which to like, nacho his whole life yeah like i i don't dish out discipline unless something happens that's got a real safety concern like little jay is physically hurting one of the other kids right yeah i don't, I don't well, dish out the discipline i leave it all to my husband now and it really helped take that pressure off me Because him and I are no longer butting heads because he no longer sees me as the person who's causing the problem, right? He can misbehave in my care, but I'm not the one disciplining him. He's still being disciplined by his father. So it's not just me. I'm not the asshole. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. Therapy for you, the kid, maybe even your husband. Yeah. And maybe just a little bit of nacho, even if it's just the Doritos and the cheese. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Okay, so the next one is, how do I care for my stepdaughter, Eleven, who is a really harsh mom? I'm wondering if she means, like, strict. I'm thinking so. Yeah, okay. It's either strict or the mom is harsh to stepmom. Oh, okay, yeah. I feel like it's about the stepdaughter, though, because she's wondering how to care Mm -hmm. for her. Uh, I would just be gentle with her. Yeah, that's all you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Be be the safe space for her. Right. Yeah, that's hard. And the beauty really of being hard. the stepmom is that you have the opportunity to be more of a friend than a parent. Right. Definitely. Whereas a parent needs to be a parent before a friend. But being the stepmom, you can be a friend first. Yeah, I agree. That is a really nice part of it. So, and I mean, you can't control how she's being parented in the other house. So, really, all you can do is try to be gentle and sweet with her at your house. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So our next one is how to handle deal with high conflict bio mom doesn't acknowledge me husband blocked her but that's not how I'd like to fix this advice on how to keep the peace and should she and I talk or another one of these ones. <laughs> well, I don't think um, blocking her is going to keep the peace. No. And that's coming from a bio mom who's been blocked. Right. Because that that is a form of abuse. Like I get it. You want to keep your peace. Mm-hmm. But you do have to be able to communicate for the sake of the child. Right. You know, you can you can grey rock things. Like you don't have to answer every phone call and you can you can switch to a parenting app. So if there's anything abusive happening, the app flags it. And I personally use App Close, which is free and it has all the same functions of our family wizard. Oh, does it? As far as I'm aware, it does. You can even, not in Australia, but in the States, you can even use it to request money and receive money. Oh. So like reimbursements and stuff. Um, 
it's not that part of it isn't available in Australia, but it does all the same things. Like you can um, print it out for court and all the rest and it will it'll flag if someone's being abusive or something like that. So oh. it kind of curbs the way you speak to someone. Yeah, that, I do like that um, about the parenting apps. Mm-hmm. That's what uh, um, our Karen needs. But yeah, once again, it depends on the situation if you and her should talk, but like I'm what I'm almost six years in to my stepmom roller coaster here, and my mom still ignores me. Yeah, the only time too. she she only acknowledges me when it's to badmouth me or complain to my husband that the children are spending too much time with me because apparently that's a bad thing. Well, uh, that's coming from someone who won't take her kids to football practice, so you have to do it. Yeah. Like, like then you do some of it. <laughs> she seriously put it in an email that my husband disrupted their lives to force the children to spend time with me, like me, as in Tony. Like, right. And it's like, no, like, I get them to and from school, yes, but they still have every morning, which we said in the last episode. <laughs> My husband still has every morning before school with them. He comes home to them at night, does dinner with them, helps them make their lunches, helps them with their homework, watches TV with them, plays video games with them. Right. You know, and what what would they be doing at her house? I can tell you exactly what, exactly, sitting in their bedrooms alone playing video games. And I can tell you I know that for a fact because every time that Big K comes home, he jumps straight on that Xbox and him and little Jay are talking. Oh. <laughs> like, and every time we call the boys, they're in their room playing video games. So what's the difference if they do that here or there? Right. At least here they're getting their homework done. Exactly. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know. Tread with care if you're wanting to reach out to Biomum. That's all I have to say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know that I would, but um, if that helps you, I guess. But if she's not acknowledging you, keep your expectations extremely low or don't have any at all because she probably exactly. isn't going to be interested. And, and like Karen and I had our come to Jesus meeting. She still doesn't acknowledge me. Right. Like she only acknowledges me when she has to acknowledge me, when I yeah. force it upon her because I have to tell her something or the boys acknowledge me. Other than that, she pretends I'm not there. Yeah, so I think a lot of us standing next to each other, and she'll <laughs> pretend I'm not there. Right. So. <laughs> I think a lot of us can relate. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, our next one is stepdaughter eleven now decided I'm a threat and taking dad away after getting on too well for three years. By a mom is pregnant again. That's probably why she's acting like that. Yeah, her mom's having another baby. And I think someone else messaged us about that as well, or it could be that one. I can't remember someone else, but I think she's probably just dealing with the problem that her mother's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably jealous, especially if you guys don't have a kid and she's the only one at your house. Mm -hmm. Um, That's definitely something we were struggling with a little bit that my stepson isn't used to having to share a parent. He's never known what that's like until six weeks ago. And now, and now she has to, she's going to have to share and I don't know if she, if bio mom in this scenario has more than just stepdaughter 11, but right. now she has to share her mom with this baby and maybe stepmom's the threat because maybe, you know, maybe stepmom's going to go have a baby and ruin that relationship and take her dad away from her. Right. Also, stepmoms are a really easy target. Kids don't want to be mad at their parents. So mm-hmm. stepmoms are usually the ones that they're mad at instead um, yeah. and they don't even realize it. 
Exactly. They take that anger out because you're the easy target. Yeah. You know? And it could be something, it could be anything. I just, for this one, I would just continue showing stepdaughter that A, you're not going anywhere. B, you're not trying to take her dad away from her. And C, that you'll tackle any any challenges and changes together. Yeah, that's great advice. So our next one is love the show. Thanks. <laughs> uh, something I'm really struggling with is personal space. When I read this one, I thought this is something you can really relate to. Yeah. Uh, I moved into their home six months ago and it is very, very tiny, 900 square feet, two big dogs and a cat tiny. Basically, all of my belongings are in our bedroom, including my office. Stepdaughter eight barges in whenever she feels like it, jumps on the bed. I even caught her in there with a friend once. I can't even get change without being walked in on. Forget just disengaging for a minute when overwhelmed. I know people have no kids in the bedroom policies, but with one kiddo, that seems kind of harsh and too black and white. I'm also struggling to understand why it triggers me so much every single time she comes in or goes in there. Maybe I'm overreacting. I feel like a jerk when trying to explain to my partner that I don't want her in the bedroom. He's trying to support me, but also doesn't know how to tell her to stop going in. Would love some insight. Well, first of all, I don't think that it's too harsh. I only have one stepson and we have a no kids in the bedroom policy. And when he first started, so they moved into my house. So when they first started like coming over before they officially moved in, he would just walk in whenever he wanted. He was baby. He was like two or three at the time. So that's a little different. But I ended up having to do the same thing as her because I live in a really tiny house. Uh, I don't have two big dogs. That would, I don't even know how (laughs) two dogs in this house but it's really overwhelming so um i think your first step should be make it a no kids in the bedroom policy Mm -hmm. for your own sake to have some space yeah well i said to her that stepdaughter's at the perfect age to start talking about privacy yeah and i mean she has her own room i'm guessing yeah exactly i did have a bit of a back and forth conversation with her and i I basically said that she's never too young to learn about privacy. You know, we're very big on teaching our kids about privacy and we introduced and they all really struggled with it. Like, do you know how many times I had big and little Jay walk in on me in the shower or when I was on the toilet? They still do sometimes. And it's like, are you right? And they're like, oh, sorry, forgot to knock. Oh my so God. it still happens. And I'm more concerned about them going home and telling their mum that they saw me naked. Yeah. My husband just laughs about it and he's like, oh, boys, like whatever. It's still annoying. Yeah. But our, our rule is, even though, yes, it's no kids, you knock first, you wait for a response, then you enter. But we also offer the same respect to the children. Right. Exactly. And that's huge. Yeah, our only other rule is that when their sister's in their room, their bedroom door must be open just because, especially when they have friends over and yeah. stuff, I, I'm really paranoid. So I, yeah, no, I if, if your sister's in your room, door's open. Other than that, you boys are in your room, you can close your door, whatever, but we will knock and we wait for a response before we open the door. And yeah. so we're teaching them that they can have privacy too because their bedroom's meant to be their safe space. So yeah, that that's the advice that I offered her in our messages was talk to her about it, talk to your husband about it or your partner about it and don't make it a 
you can't come in my bedroom. It's we we need boundaries, and one of those boundaries is privacy. So you know you can still let her come in, right? Especially, but you you only let it happen at times you want to let it happen. So you only let it happen when you want to let allow it to happen. Yeah. Right? So if she knocks on the door and she wants to come in, oh hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing work right now. And if she tries to come in, you go, how about you go back out to the lounge room? and watch some TV and I'll be out in a minute. I think it's about redirecting. Yes, that's exactly it. That's always what we do too. And I don't think eight is too young to have that conversation. We had it with my stepson when he was like five or six. He learned how mm-hmm. to knock um, and waited for us to open the door. Like you said, we do the same to him in his room. So I think that it's perfectly acceptable to do that, especially in a small house. You need to have a space where you can go and just be by yourself for five, 10 minutes. Yeah. My house isn't even small, but there's just so many of us living here. Yeah. I need that. Like I will go and I will shut myself in my bedroom and I'll just sit on my bed and I'll scroll through Instagram or whatever. And I'll leave the kids out in the house. And if they knock on the door, I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) Sometimes you just need 10 minutes to not be spoken to. Absolutely. But just introducing the door knocking thing. And it would be hard because- your partner's probably let this girl have free reign over the entire house. And now the rules are changing. Yeah, you're right. That probably does make it a little more complicated that it's always been her house and stepmom mm-hmm. moved into it. That probably does add a little complication to it. But I mean, things change and kids adapt. So um, I would yeah. still do that. Yeah. All right. So I'll read the next one, which came through on your page is parenting teenage stepson who listens to vulgar music and swears a lot. Um, My stepsons don't really listen to music. I try and educate them, but they like some of the music that I like, but they haven't really found their own sound, so to speak. Right. Um, But we do have the issue of swearing and it's driving us mental because I now have Miss K walking around the house going, shit, fuck, shit, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. And then like, and just things like we're trying to tell the boys, like, don't, don't say shut up because they'll say it to each other constantly. Shut up. You're annoying me. I hate you. You smell. And it's all that we hear out of her mouth. So it started with like the shut up and the you stink and you smell and, (laughs) or, or you're a baby. It started with all that. And now, now the swearings come. When did the swearing start for you? Like what age were they? Uh, 10. We had like last year, I think he said he was playing with dinosaurs and he goes, big asshole T-Rex. I was like, how did this, six? Is that how early this starts? We were like, what'd you say? And he was like, big T-Rex. And we're like, no, (gasps) you said another word in there oh speaking of asshole when big k was a toddler and he started to say his name and this won't be as funny to everyone who doesn't actually know his real name but it's still funny it sounded like he was going asshole asshole that is really funny (laughs) so yeah it sounded like he was saying asshole like the first like he i think he started saying his own name when he was about 18 months old and it lasted for about a year so it was pretty funny (laughs) but i don't hear i don't hear swearing out of big k's mouth i don't know if it's a he knows better He's just better at hiding it. Or better at hiding it. Whereas Big and Little J, they 
they're constantly swearing and I think it comes down to their unrestricted access to the internet, their mother's house, and just all the stuff that they watch and everything like that. Because Big J just got a three-day detention at school because he was calling some girl an emo slut and he doesn't even know what an emo is or a slut. (laughs) Where did he learn that? Just TV somewhere? YouTube. Oh my God. Also the fact that they're alone playing video games all the time. If they're doing like the, um, I don't do video games, so I have no idea what it's called, but like when they talk to each other, they're probably like swearing at each other all the time. Yeah. So we have it restricted here in our house. So they can only talk to those that they're actually friends with online, but I have parental controls. So they can't actually add a friend unless I approve it, which means they have to tell me their actual name. That makes sense. Like, I'm like, so what's their name? And I remember little Jay one time, he's like, oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like, and what school do they go to? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Can you let me ask? I'm like, nope, delete, not your friend. So, and that's when I was able to put on the restrictions of like, I have to put in a PIN number to approve it. So it makes us feel a bit better. And then they can only talk if they're actually online friends. Right. That Yeah, that's a good way to do that. Mm. But not everyone looks into how to safely use the internet for their children. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Other than that, I, I don't really have much advice. Um, if you can nacho it, I guess nacho it. Yeah. I mean. But it is hard when you have younger kids, if you've got younger kids. Yeah. I feel like with teenagers, they're going to swear. Mm-hmm. Like no matter what you do or say, they're going to listen to vulgar music. I know I did when I was younger. So, I mean, I would just nacho that as best as you can. Yeah. And make sure that you're addressing it with your partner, how it makes you feel, because your partner may not know how it makes you feel. Yeah, that's very true. So so the next one is advice on becoming the new wife. Well, I think we've both touched on this before, where we both have had spouts of feeling second wife syndrome. Right. But but now I'm in the stage of owning it where I am the only wife. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I try not to even reference Karen as the ex-wife. I try to reference her as the boy's mother. And sometimes I'll be talking and be like, oh, your ex. And then I'll correct myself and go, I mean the boy's mother. Right. Because I'm the only wife. Yeah, we do that too. Like, we don't really acknowledge her as, like, an ex-wife. Like, we always just call her T's mom or, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, we call her by her name too, obviously. But, I mean, like, we never call her ex. So, um, I do think that's good advice. I had really bad second wife syndrome in the beginning of our relationship before I was even a wife. So I definitely understand um, that like jealousy or whatever, which we are going to do a jealousy episode. So we'll probably talk Mm -hmm. more on that. But I know the person who put this in and she's got like four or five stepsons. So wow. Yeah. So I don't really have much advice on parenting that many kids, especially all boys. I got three boys and I guess to be able to give full advice, it would, I'd need to know more about the whole situation, but you know, own being the only wife. Yeah. Don't, don't give into the new wife, the second wife feelings, because that's just getting in your head. You are the only wife. Right. Yeah. I wish I had had that advice in the beginning. It's such good. It's so good to change your mindset to that. Absolutely. That, that was a big game changer for me. Yeah, I agree. So uh, the next one is how to stop obsessing about the other household. Nacho it. Don't 
talk about it, don't. What goes on there is none of your business. And mm-hmm. even if what is going on there you don't agree with, like, for example, me and the stepkids playing video games alone in their room, unrestricted access to the internet, I talk about it here because it's all valid and relevant information for context. But at the end of the day, my husband and I are like, we can't control it. All we can do is control what happens here. So yes, we do allow video game time, but that gets cut off at 6 p.m. and they have to do their homework and they have to make their lunches and things right. like that. You can't you can't make the other parent parent the way that you think they should parent. And that's something yeah. I struggled with. Yeah, us too. And I've made so many posts about it on my Blooming Stepmom account. You cannot parent from both households. So you just have to do the best you can at your house and not even worry about what's happening in the other house because there's literally nothing you can do about it unless there's abuse happening. Otherwise, you have to let it go. Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm just guessing here that the how to stop obsessing about the other household is more about the way that the parenting is happening and the things that are going on, which are things that you can't change. Exactly. And if it's like more about obsessing over not knowing what's happening in the other house, then you just have to get over that too. Yeah. Not letting high conflict bio mom take my power. I feel like that kind of goes along with the becoming a second wife one. Yeah. I think those the last three all sort of go hand in hand. Because if you're obsessing over what's happening in Biomom's house, you're letting her take your power. True. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so, I, I wish I had more context on this. I didn't see it until right before we started recording. Um, but I wanted to message her back and ask for more context. Like, I'm wondering where she feels like her power is being taken. Because a lot of that is all you. Like, you decide where your power is. And is it that Biomom's taking your power? Or is it that you're struggling not having control? Yeah, that's something I struggled with too. So I guess so. That. But they go hand in hand because you kind of feel like you're losing control. So you don't have control over the situation. You're losing your power. But yeah, I guess it's hard without more context. But yeah, not letting high conflict bio mom take your power. Just don't let her. Yeah. Don't exactly. don't let her inside your head. Yep, exactly. For her to take your power, you have to like give it away. So just don't give it away. I know okay. it's not and that they, easy. But. It, it's not. These are all things that you and I have had to work through. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things that you've got to work through. You've got to be committed to working through it. Right. How to deal with bio mom getting abusive when she doesn't get what she wants. Don't engage. Yes, I agree. That's something um, that we have to deal with every, it feels like every week she's like trying to control a situation. And as soon as she starts getting abusive, we stop answering. Yeah. Just don't respond and give blanket answers. Yeah. Like exactly. we had for so long Karen coming at us for extra money, which we could no longer give her because we didn't have the disposable income. We're living off one income. We live week to week and her child support is more than our mortgage. So you can just imagine how much child support she's getting. And we just started sending her a blanket email going, if you think that the amount of child support that you're getting is insufficient, please take it up child support department. What you're asking for more money for is covered by your child support. Right. And exactly. we'd, we'd come up with factual responses and I'd have them pre-typed up in our emails so, just so we can copy and paste and send it. Copy, oh, paste, that's a good send. Answer. So they're already there and they were for like every scenario. I still have them there. She's stopped asking us for money though. Oh, God, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is a good idea though because that takes the emotion out of it so you don't even have to like worry about it. You just take one of your pre-typed responses and send it. And Exactly. And you just... Obviously, if it's constant abuse, you know what she's abusing you on, basically. So you could write, you do it when you're calm and you go, okay, 
So this is a situation that's happened. This is what I'd really like to say to you. Take all the emotion out of it and just save it for later. Right. So the next time that she brings it up, you've got the blanket response to send back. Right. And if it doesn't need an immediate response, if you respond at all, then wait and wait until you're not so like emotional about it or like not so heated about it the next day that way you'll be able to send something that isn't so like emotional you'll just be able to like type a fact like the facts or yeah I don't know something that doesn't have any emotion behind it because that's what she wants like she's trying to get an emotional reaction out of you so don't give Mm -hmm. it to her it's like our most current thing is the boys not wanting to talk to Karen on the court-ordered schedule. They're, they're 13 and almost 11. They don't want to talk to their mother every other night. Yeah. They don't answer our calls. We're lucky if we talk to them once in the nine days they're gone. Right. They don't want to talk to her every other night, but she will call and call and call and call. So the boys just send her a message going, I don't want to talk to you or talk to you tomorrow. And then the next day when she calls, I don't want to talk to you or talk to you tomorrow. And she's getting the shits with it. And my husband's just ignoring it. And he's like, well, what are you going to do? If you take me back to court for it, the boys are going to tell a judge, well, we don't want her calling every night. Right. I mean, you know, they're not yeah, babies. Exactly. At that age, it should be when they want to call. And yeah. Honestly, at almost every age, it should be. Because we do that with T, too. Um, I know I had told you about it this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I think I told you. How she was like, oh, he's getting so emotional about coming over. So have him call me every day. And we asked him. We were like, do you want to call your mom? And he was. He always said no. And mm-hmm. I don't know where, like, what happened over there, if like all of that was true or not. But he never wanted to call. So like, we're not going to force it. So yeah. it should always be like the kids can call when they want. We've never told him he couldn't call his mom. Yeah, right. Whereas, so I, one of the reasons I got Big K a phone initially, before he got the SIM card, it was just Wi-Fi only. It was because he, he was saying to me, dad doesn't let me call you. Yeah, that's not right. We've always had a toxic relationship where, you know, it's his way or the highway and whatever. But even now he's got the SIM card so he can message me when he goes to his grandparents or if he goes out for the day or whatever like that. And occasionally I'll get a text message. But, and even then I don't even respond straight away. Like I leave it because I don't want him sitting there on his phone messaging me the whole time when he's meant to be with his dad. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And like he, we just had winter break and I think, I think I spoke to him once. I think Miss K spoke to him twice, which I was like in the background of making sure that she doesn't drop the iPad, but there was only one intentional phone call and that came from him. Oh, really? I didn't even call him. And we have the the same agreement every other night that either parent can call. And I made that to make it more more so that his dad felt like he could call. Right. But also when Big K was younger so that I could call him because he was saying that he wanted to talk to me and couldn't talk to me. But even then I would stretch it out. And when I talked to him, I'd go, do you want me to call? And he goes, he'd be like, oh, maybe wait a few more days or whatever. Like, And as they get older, they just like Big J was sitting here having a panic attack because he's like, she won't stop calling. Oh my God, that's terrible. And- if, if you're going to call, it's got to be once and it, they'll call you back if they want to. Yeah, no, she calls and calls and calls and calls. That's so unfair. It it becomes distressing for them. Like we were watching the football because it was state of origin and he was getting distressed. And my husband just said, message her and tell her I'm spending time with dad and I'm going to see you tomorrow. Yeah. And and then she sent my husband an abusive message going, you're stopping me from talking to the boys again, blah, 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 blah. I need to give them a message. I guess I'm going to have to call the school tomorrow to give them the message. Did she not text them? She could, but she didn't. My God. You know, 
And that's what my husband said. I'm not stopping them from talking to you. They don't want to talk to you. If you need to relay a message, send them a text message. She sent sent them a message at like 8 o'clock in the morning when I was driving them to school saying catch the bus home. I'm like, so you needed to call six times on a Wednesday night to say catch the bus home? Oh, my God. That's horrible. She could have just told your husband that while, like, instead of sending him an abusive text, just say, hey, can you tell the boys to catch the bus home? And that would be the end of it. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's not like he's, like, Big K's dad who refuses to pass on messages or doesn't check the messages. Right. Like, she could have said, hey, I tried calling the boys. They didn't answer. Can you just make sure they get the message that they need to catch the bus home? Yeah, that's all it would be. And no one needs to be stressed out or abusive. That's crazy. but. But this goes back to it being more about her. It's what yeah, she exactly. wants. She's focused on what she wants, not what the boys want. And that's what half of these Karens are focused on, what they exactly. want. Exactly. And I'm sure it is hard to accept the fact that your kids don't miss you when they're gone anymore. But mm-hmm. at some point that's going to happen, um, yeah. whether they're at their dad's house or at a friend's house or like a summer camp, it's going to happen. So I'm sure it's hard, but you got to get past it. It's growing up. Like yeah. Big K had his on winter break, Big K had his first sleepover at his friend's house. And I got a message from the friend's dad going, Oh, he wants to know if he can stay over another night. I was like, Okay, okay if if you want him, sure. <laughs> he, he's like used to being away from you, I guess, since he used to go to his dad. Yeah, but he doesn't even leave me for as long as what the other boys do. True, yeah. Like Big and little Jay have almost 50-50 custody. Right. And, you know, she makes it really hard, especially for little Jay, where he he even told his therapist, the therapist told me that um he told her and opened up to her about how he 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 stops functioning. Well, that wasn't his words, but yeah, how he stops functioning and how he misses her every time that he's gone, that he he thinks that she's not living her life, that she's just oh. sitting at home crying, waiting for him to come home. Yeah, because she makes him feel like that because she calls him six times in a row. Exactly. That's horrible. Same. That's so unfair because she's not. She's outliving her life. And she is. And we've had to life. tell him time and time again. Like, you know, she she doesn't miss you. Like, if she wanted you there, you would be there. Right. You know, like, it's just, it's control. But Exactly. That's so sad. So, and our last one. Okay. Um, X still hitting on my husband. We went through this for two years after I got together with my then boyfriend, now husband. I don't have to deal with the blatant hitting on, but it's just the way she reacts gives off strong, I'm not over you vibes. Oh, yeah. And it's That's, the same yeah. with, with my husband. Like when I've had blow ups with Big K's dad, he's like, he's not over you. That's why he's reacting like that. Oh, do you think? So, well, I don't I don't know if he's not over me, but he's still not over the fact I left him. Oh. That that is for sure. That's but, narcissistic. <laughs> yeah, he he is very narcissistic. But even Karen, like the way she reacts, like a calling my husband and abusing him because they had been separated over a year. We'd been dating over a year. Like we'd been together. Oh God, I can't even remember. Everything blows together. But she was in another relationship living with her now husband. We were engaged, pregnant, and she calls my husband and abuses him because we're pregnant and having a baby. Oh my God. And how dare he do that to her? Yeah. How dare you move on and live your life? It's like, but you moved on. You went and got engaged the next month. Yeah. But like, it's okay when, when they do it. Exactly. Like she's moved on, she's married. But whenever we are living our lives, 
it yeah she just blows up yeah we went through um like she would send like blatant like oh um hold on how she worded she was like nobody has to know we can do it in quiet and see if it works out and like stuff like that for two years like we were living together and she's still trying to like get him to date her again and i'm pretty confident that she was just trying to get him away from me or any other relationship she just didn't want him with anyone um yeah i don't think she actually wanted him I think mm-hmm. she just didn't want him to be happy. I seriously think that. But That's oh my, really it was believable. It was so annoying. It was always like, oh, we're going to do this thing that we all used to do together. You should come with us. And my husband's like, no, I'm not going to like go and do that because we're not a couple anymore. And it's like, I'm yeah. with somebody else now. And it was, it took so long. And basically, the only advice I could give you on that is to have your husband put up boundaries blatantly tell her that that's not going to happen and then just yeah. ignore it as much as you can make sure the boundaries there and then just ignore it yeah because otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy yeah and i'm just very grateful that i haven't had to deal with that as is just the the crazy emails that she sends yeah like it's just the words that she puts in there like one of her recent emails was still talking about how my husband left her after so many years you can't say that that doesn't mean that you're still not over it. Like, are you exactly. not over him or are you not over the situation? Either way, you're not over it. Yeah. And it's like, just move on. Like, you're both with other people. Just, like, move yeah. on from it. Bit. Oh, our Karen sent, um for it was like every other week, she would send my husband pictures of them together when they were, they were only together for a year. They got engaged, married, and had yeah. a kid in a year. That is mental. And is that not a red flag? Did she buy her an engagement ring too, like someone else did? <laughs> no, but she pushed really hard, and she planned her yeah. own engagement. And then my husband bought a really expensive ring that she picked out and designed herself. So I guess she did kind of. She designed it herself. My husband just had to pay for it. That's just mental. Like, I designed my own engagement ring, but that was our decision together, like, my husband took me shopping and was like, Let, let's get you an engagement ring. Let's design you an engagement ring. Okay. Yeah, that's totally different when it's his idea. But if you just design a ring and you're like, here, buy this and then propose to me in this way, then that's not the same. Yeah, that's sort of like serial killer vibes. Yeah, she's so manipulative and she, this is kind of off topic, but she's older than my husband. And my husband was like in his early 20s when mm-hmm. she uh, met him and she was like 10 years older. And she, he was young and stupid. I'm not saying that he's completely like not to blame here because he made some dumb <laughs> too, but he was just young and stupid and naive and just went along with like everything she said. And he's so, yeah. He's gotten better now, but he's so um, anti-conflict that he would just Mm -hmm. go with whatever. And it's like it led to like many stupid decisions. So he told me that he knew um, two months in that he was wondering if he was making a huge mistake. And I was like, that wasn't a red flag to you. It's like, I wish I didn't even know that. (laughs) That was the red flag. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But whatever. Can't do anything about Uh, it That's funny. But that's all our listener questions for today so hopefully we've been able to give you some good advice hopefully those that didn't write in have been able to take something away from this episode 
and sure, we'll, we'll be chat doing again. Another advice one. So at some point. Yeah. Well, I was going to try and do another advice one with Sassy Stepmom. Um, so we'll definitely do another advice one. We should do it regularly. And even if we're not doing it, feel free to write in. We can always use it for Stepmoms Anonymous. Exactly. Good, good call. So on that note, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Please go subscribe to us wherever you like to listen. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. And leave us a review. Five-star review. Yes. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.